Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events. The list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I bet with FanDuel because they're safe and secure. They offer great odds and markets across the NBA, NHL, and more. And because it's fun to combine multiple bets into same game parlays. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code favorites so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Louisiana. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am every single podcast, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, world traveler, broadcasting from the balcony of his luxury hotel in Mexico for God knows how many weeks in a row now, Simon Hunter. <laughs> it's good to be back. I actually went to Belize for a couple of days. So I'm finally back at my hotel where I can trust the Wi-Fi. I tried to do a live show from the beach, failed miserably. Uh, there was like a mariachi band. Chad was kind of mad at me for the first time in three years. Now I'm back up on the balcony with an even prettier view. I can't believe you went to Belize. What, when did that happen? Because last time we spoke last week, you had been to Cuba. There was someone who, who was in Cuba, Cuban native, very big fan of Chad Millman, had See? gone to the effort to get black market books written by Chad Millman. <laughs> then you were in Mexico. Now you went to Belize and you've come back. I've never been to Belize. I've heard of the word Belize, but I, I didn't know what the hell it meant or where it was. So apparently it's right below the Yucatan of Mexico. I got another pro here who he is loco. Just like uh, crazy in the sense that he gambles, like, you know, like how Stucky is, how he can gamble on anything. Yeah, Stucky, sort of the one name phenomenon who is uh, <laughs> the heart and soul of the Action Network. Yes. So, again, the minute I meet this guy, he comes to my hotel, we're walking up to the pool. He goes, I bet you I, I can get the closer to the number. How many people are in this pool? I got what you want to bet. He goes, a thousand pesos. Like, all right. 
And of course I nailed it. I went with 11 because I've been here. So I know the pool was cold. So most people just go in the ocean because he went with like 30 and there was like 10 people in there. So there you go. Inside information. But yeah, he basically, he's from Playa, which is right across. Like I took a ferry over to his place and he's exactly what you would think a millionaire would be in Mexico. He's got like a villa on the coast, uh, made there 24 seven, right on the beach, beautiful cars. We took one of his cars under Belize, took one second getting into Belize and then five hours getting back into Mexico because they were like, let's go for this gringo and this Mexicano guy in a nice like Lambo driving through Belize to Mexico. But I can't get over how beautiful this whole area is. Like it's paradise. It's been a crazy trip, but it's so I'm like missing America a little bit. So I don't know how much longer I'm keep going because I miss Chick-fil-A. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will tell. I mean, if you want a crazy story, I went on a little trip to go swim with whale sharks. One of the craziest things I've ever experienced because they're so big, but they move like like a floating ghost. I don't know how to describe it. And they're like, you can touch them and swim with them. And it was like that was probably the coolest part of this trip. Cozumel, Mexico, people get get on down here. It's pretty sweet. So I feel like this is a great transition into what we want this podcast to be about. And what we want the Thursday podcast to be about, because we get so many questions sent to us by listeners and we love it. We, as we say, feedback is a gift. We love the reviews and the ratings in Spotify and Apple, but we also love interacting with our listeners on Twitter. (laughs) And a lot of times during the football season, it's just hard to answer all the questions, especially questions that are really detailed and often questions lead to more questions. And it's hard to sort of unpack all of that in a sort of DM exchange on Twitter. So what we wanted to do for the next two episodes is answer as many of the sort of more frequent questions as we can that we would get throughout football season and that we've been getting since football season ended. Matt Mitchell, producer extraordinaire, put out an all call for people to send us questions we are super excited to go through the list of everything you've discussed or everything you've asked, be able to answer as many of those as possible in this special two-parter. We are going to cover everything from Simon's background, how a guy goes from doing what he was doing to now vacationing for months on end in Cozumel, (laughs) Mexico, to the books we recommend, how to create smart habits how to avoid bad habits, some great stories about the biggest bets we've ever had, the worst beats we've ever had, uh, moments that have turned our stomach, all of that. We're going to talk about it in the next two episodes. So first up, Simon, it's funny because, you know, you've been a part of the Action Network lore for, this is the third season. Yep. yep. And, and, and look, the audience for our podcast has doubled from what it was in September through what ended in January. And that was 8X what it was when we weren't part of the volume. So a lot of people don't know the history here. They don't know the sort of creation story of Simon Hunter. How the fuck did you end up on this podcast? Um, (laughs) We talk a lot about you being from England. Explain that and when when you came to the US. Well, I was actually born in the port of Miami. So my dad is American. My mom is from England. And basically my dad met my mom over in England when he was playing rugby. So I think it was one of those deals where like we just didn't have money. I don't really know the whole deal. Or maybe my mom just missed England, but we were just back and forth a lot. We moved to like up to New Jersey, like mid nineties. 
And my home where my family lives, like where I'm from in England is Burnley, which is like, it's like 45 minutes north of Manchester, which any British person would know. So it's, it's north. Burnley is as blue collar as you can get. It's absolutely miserable weather, but it's like the best people. It's very funny, hardworking. And if you're an American, like I, if you talk with an American accent, you might as well be Brad Pitt in Burnley because everyone there, once they realize you're not Australian, they, they realize you're American, they go crazy because no American would ever go to Burnley. So our biggest claim to fame is we're in the Premier League. Like we we're, we made it up to the top level. So put where I'm from on the map because no, no American unless they watch you know, the Premier League knows Burnley. It's not a name people know. So we moved here before 9-11. I knew American football, but I didn't really get it until I played it. I do see that as an advantage. Like, I know it doesn't matter if you play a sport, but learning about how much of sport mentally football is, I don't think people understand enough. Everyone's really good athletes. Like, every single person on the field are the best athletes in the world. It's the Ed Reed, the guy who's the smartest football player ever. That's the difference. I played until end of high school and I, I went to college and I basically got a summer job where I was supposed to be putting volleyball nets in. And, you know, I was trying to drink like any kid would that's under 21. And a girl told me her family was having a party down the beach. So I go there. I meet this guy. He's talking to me about some show called Shore Party. He gives me like an address. I go there the next morning. It, it was this old rinky mo- uh, hotel motel in, in Seaside Park. I get in there and there's like camera equipment and stuff flying back and forth. And I thought it was like a porno set. I was like, what the hell have I signed up for? I fill up this form and this woman said, tell me what I'm doing. Again, I'm 19 at this point. It turned out that was the first season of Jersey Shore. So again, that show might have had 40 employees. And then MTV bought the rights. And I, I'll never forget that I was back at school and I told this girl about it. She was in a sorority. See, I told her on Monday morning, like just casually told her the show was going to air on Tuesday on MTV. Her sorority, she said they could not stop talking about that show. So that was like, again, you meet the right person, you capitalize the situation. And then I got an email and it was like, hey, you want to come to Miami for the next season? I was like, I'm about it. So again, the production company is called 495 Production. That was like a crazy thing where it was like, you know, I was 19 and I was going to be going to Miami to do a TV show. So I basically did that for a couple of years. And then Paulie D got a spinoff show. He's a character from the show that was in Las Vegas. Go out to Las Vegas. Hold on. Let me cut you off for a second. You came up from college. Dropped you were out. You playing rugby. No, no. Dropped out to do the show. Go, go to Miami. But I remember thinking, I can come back and finish this, like, whenever it is. Like, I might as well go check this out, see if I like it, which it's funny looking back, I hated it because it's reality TV is 12 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, usually you get one day off, but it's like literally you do a 12 and a half hour shift and the next group comes in and they do a 12 and a half hour. I mean, it's reality TV. It's 24 seven. So being young, I just wanted to have fun. I mean, I, I just remember like not feeling like cool as shit, but like, yeah, I work on that show kind of feel like anyone would. Like I was just really proud and like it was a good feeling. Now, flash forward to when I'm in Vegas, I was burned out. I was sick of TV. I was sick of the hours. I had a bunch of money, but I wasn't doing anything with it because I was just working all the time. And all my friends were graduating college at this point. You know, social media is everyone's like, you're like, what have I done? Like, I should have just been partying and having fun with like people my age. Instead, I'm working with like a bunch of ex-convicts and like crazy people in the reality TV world. But I, at that point, I'd worked my way up, so I was feeling pretty good. And I'd met a man named Robert, who everyone calls Big Bob. I, I mean, Chad's my media mentor. Bob is my sports gambling mentor. When I met him, I, I'll never forget too, we're sitting at this crap table. It was just really funny when he brought up that he's sports bet. And he goes, you do it? And I go, yeah, but I lose 
whenever I win, I lose eventually. Like even if I had won 200 bucks on a bet, I'm losing it the next day. Um, Cause I've been betting probably since like I was 15, 16 with like, you know, illegal sports books in Jersey, like whatever you're doing books that with people that you'd have to give your driver's like before you can make a bet. So it was definitely a little scary as like a young kid doing that stuff. But when I met him, it, it took probably another month of me getting to know him for him to really like want to bring me in and kind of bring me into the world of sports betting, like to be a runner. And he basically showed me just how to build a model and his was different. I'll, I'll tell you that much where it's like, his is algebra. I do calculus for my model. Like, it's just like, his was very basic. He basically goes off of a lot of word of mouth. And he's just an old school guy. He, like he does college football. It's just very different. I, I was never into college football. I was with NFL. And he asked me if I, what, like, what's what I want to do. And I said, NFL. So he hit me with a bunch of little weird tests. Like one I always tell people, which is like, to me, was just a very smart test by him. Because at this point I was like 23 and a half, 22 and a half. Like I was just very like young and dumb. And he sent me out with his girl to try to get her to sleep with me, to see my loyalty, like see how loyal I was. And this was like early days. I probably only been running for him for like a month. I'm super loyal. And I'm also like, this is like a six-year-old man's girlfriend. I was like in my twenties and I'm like, I'm not into this late. Like she was good looking too, but it was just a weird, a weird thing for me. So basically once I passed that, he kind of really stepped it up and like started giving me big bets, like big money. And that's like, that's when I started making money. Cause again, like every bet I'd make, that's why I try to tell people like, and we'll talk about it later. People want to get into this life. I've had $0 in my bank account. I don't even know, man, 15, 16 times. And I'm talking like swings of hundred K like going up hundred K losing it all. If you want to get into this, you need to be with a group or just a support system. Cause I kept getting back by running. Like I'd run guys' bets, they'd hit, they'd break me off a cut. Once I get the bankroll, I could start betting their bets again and get my bankroll back. Cause building a model, again, we'll talk about all this. It's the hardest part. Like it took me years to make the model right where it could hit. Like these big dogs, like we talk about all the time, these money lines and really show me when there's five, four, three points of line value. Like once you get the model right, it's, I mean, people saw it like we've, we've had three seasons. We haven't gone below 50% and we've had really good runs in the playoffs and, and Super Bowls. And it's like, that's what the model's all about. It's like, you just keep getting information. So like, again, the Super Bowl, why I'm so good at it is the more information and time I have, I can put into one game. It's such an advantage. So I know it's a long way to answer to it. It's a lot to unpack. So you're in Vegas, you're rolling at a table, you meet Bob, you start talking sports betting. Not really. It was more like, he was really into the whole TV thing because he didn't get why the hell I hated it. He's like, sounds cool as shit. Like you're young, you're traveling all around, you're living for free. I just told him it's cool. But after four, like three and a half years, it's like, fuck, I just like, I don't want to be doing this. So that's, that's, that's when he brought up the whole runner thing. And so you go to be a runner for him. You are running for him, having these wild swings. How long did it take you to develop a model that made you feel good about your numbers and Bob invested confidence in you that you knew what you were doing as a better? Basically, there was this other pro. He was their NFL guy. And he pretty much had been doing it for 15 years. So that was going to be one of those things where I was going to be a runner for Bob and this guy. And I'd eventually move on to a different syndicate because I just wanted to eventually to run my own numbers and be a guy up top and have people below me. So I got lucky where this guy started selling picks, which is like a big no-no. And what I do, like if you have paying customers, you can't be selling picks to other people and and just going underneath what your group has set up for you just because 
you want to make extra money on the side and do things like that. That's why, like, again, Chad, I can tell you early days, I didn't even know if I could do this show. Uh, people would be shocked by how much paperwork there are with sports betting, but you pretty much sign your life with non-disclosures. I mean, it's a really tricky thing to be because people just want to be anonymous. Pros just want to be anonymous. That's the biggest thing. It's like people don't get it because I don't want to bash sports books here because we have sponsorships. And I mean, we both work for a media company and Action Network that does stuff with sports books, but we're not friends. I'm a professional sports better. They are sports books. We'll leave it at that. So it is tricky. You didn't answer the question. I would say it was the Carolina Denver Super Bowl. He paid man. And I mean, people are going to remember, he just had like, eat a noodle, eat it like a dead arm. So at that point, I was, I had been losing, I'll be honest. And I kind of had a really good run the second half. Again, kept grinding, kept tweaking the system. That's why like people that want to get into this, I'm living the good life. This is a great view. They didn't see me putting in a hundred hour weeks. So basically that Carolina Denver one, I hit a decent amount of money on it. Like I finally got a, a six figure bankroll of my own money. No one else's, no loan out my own money got a big hit with Bob. Like he was about it. And the guy who was giving out the, the other, the other pro that worked for our group, he hit it too, like no worries. But I think Bob was more like, okay, I can get rid of this guy. But he just left that area and did whatever in life. And I was able to step into a job that most guys don't get until they're like 40. I'm with an established syndicate. Like a lot of these pros, you would never believe it because they're just the regular people, but they've been doing this stuff for 20, 30 years. And there's a couple of us young guys in here but a lot of them were runners for eight years. And I was able to just in two and a half, I mean, two years turn from a runner into an actual betting pro. And then I would say I really hit my stride that Eagles run. Like I'm an Eagles fan. You could be like, oh, you were just betting with your heart. But it was more just that I kept getting good value in that line and I kept betting big on it. Um, again, we'll talk later about our biggest bet. That's probably mine. But um, I, I would say that was really when, Bob was like, all right, you can go do whatever the hell you want. Like he let, I, I moved back from Vegas, back to Jersey. And like, what was it? 2018, they legalized the chat. I, you know, the exact um, number. So it's, yep. again, my life, I, I, I will talk about people want to know how to get into this. It's like, you have to really work hard. I know it sounds cool, but like, even this year, me and Chad, we went on a little, we went on a bad run. That was mainly on me. I just was not like, my head just wasn't in it. I was putting in, I mean, 90 hours easily in a week phone calls online like i was sleeping maybe four hours a night three hours a night and then just working just grinding and eventually it snapped and i got it right and i got my numbers back to where they should be and it was like that's that's why you this is why i love this job it's like it's very result oriented every every weekend i get my results back from my test and see how i did so it's again i don't want to bash people in the media but it pisses me off because some people think they can roll out of bed where they can put multiple sports where it's like I work so effing hard on just one sport, like grind my ass off to hit that number. And yeah, this playoff run, the Super Bowl, I mean, this is probably my most money I've ever won in my lifetime, but it's like, I took a lot of years to get my bankroll to where it's at now. It's just an interesting lifestyle for sure. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And with FanDuel same game parlays, you can turn little bets into big paydays tonight i like the brooklyn Nets catching eight and a half points the over and seth curry points over i love betting with FanDuel sportsbook because i get paid out in as little as two hours it is an app that's easy to use safe and secure plus if you're a new customer you get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars 
Make every game feel like the finals all season long. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or head to FanDuel.com and sign up using promo code FAVORITES to bet the NBA today and get your first bet risk-free. Must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. So you mentioned um, the Eagles run. That was the playoffs of 2018. It was actually the year that the, the month that Action Network launched. And just to, to yeah. close the circle so people can understand, I think it was heading into the football season of 2019, you would DM me on Twitter and said, hey, you want to connect? I'm a professional sports better than trying to engage. Like we do try to, DM and respond to as many people as we possibly can. You reached out to me. I responded. We spoke. It was easy to tell in 10 minutes. You just had a great character. There was warmth. You, you, I liked your accent. Like you just sounded like a dude who'd be good to get stories from, right? So you started coming on the podcast for like 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden you're the host of the podcast and the superstar of the show. And now nobody even wants to ask me questions about my storied career, which is so much more impressive than yours, but no one gives a fuck. So whatever. Chad Millman is proud of himself. You know what it is. I'm the new toy. Eventually, Chad, they build you up to tear you down. So that's what I'm excited for that future when everyone just eventually hates me. When you're great, they hate. Yeah. You mentioned, go back to the Eagles, right? You mentioned the value on the Eagles during that playoff run. I remember when the Eagles opened as five-point dogs against the Patriots or whatever it was. Six and a half. Money was, six and a half. All the money was coming in on the Eagles. Every bookmaker was saying, wise guys love the Eagles. Wise guys love the Eagles. We all made a killing on it because everybody was betting Eagles money line. Everybody was betting the Eagles as dogs. Yep. When you think about the largest, this is another question from fans, the largest sports betting wager you've ever made. What's yours? I'll tell people mine. Yeah, it was that, that Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl. I mean, again, it's kind of skewed because technically it was this, this past Super Bowl, but it's different because my bankroll is so much bigger now. Like, um, Chad's finally giving me a fair amount of money for this job and like from clients and just years and years and years of betting like I, I have so much money where that Eagles run I had money but literally what I did was is I took half my money so say I was up you know at the time a lot of money for me too 75k which was at the time a ton of money for me I pretty much took half of it and I put it on the Eagles I think against Atlanta we were either three or three and a half so I put like 75% of it on that and then 25% on the money line. It hits. Literally took the exact same money, went to like three other casinos, like left that casino with the three other casinos, split it up, put it, did the exact same thing, like 75% on the Eagles, another 20. So again, I'm not taking any money back. I've just rolled it over at this point. 
it hits obviously against the Vikings at home, another home dog. And like you just said, it when it at some books they open six and a half, six. I, I bet as much as I could, and then they brought it back down. I believe four and a half. I bet as much as I could again. So this is I did not bet the money line for the Super Bowl. I, I only bet the spread again. I went all in. Like I knew if I won this bet, I could move back to New Jersey. That was my whole kind of mentality with it. So that was the first time really too where like clients actually reached out to me and people were just fired up because it was like, you know, not that I was some young punk kid, but like not that they didn't trust me or like me. They were just like, um, you know, looking at me, slanted eyed a little bit. They're like, they kind of thought Bob was just like too much of seeing himself in me and giving me a job I didn't deserve at the time, which I 100% agree with them. I did not deserve the job that I was given at the time. But luckily, again, it's a results business. And I kept getting the right results. And I joke with Chad, I literally have not, like, I'm so due. I hate saying it every time, but I have not lost a Super Bowl since I've become a professional. I've hit every Super Bowl spread since I've been a professional. So it's like, I obviously, I'm lucky, but it's like time, skill, work ethic. So for the Eagles one, that run, it was amazing because it was my favorite team. But it was also one of those at Vegas, they just kept hanging shitty lines. Like that Patriots, I made that Patriots minus three. I thought the Patriots, again, were going to win. So I just kept taking the spread number. You know, little did I know the Eagles were going to win by eight, eight points. So, but I would love to hear Chad's biggest bet. Well, you didn't give me a number. You said it was your biggest bet, but you didn't give me a number. Give me a um, range. High five figures, low six figures. Oh, no, no. I don't know. When the dust settled, like 400K. That, that playoff. No. Eagles, yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. I kept rolling it over. Because again, I was in my late 20s at the time. It was, um, it was a wild feeling, especially just knowing I could come back to New Jersey. That was, that was probably the best feeling. Mine was not 400K. Mine was definitely like very low four figures, a couple grand. And it wasn't even that strategic. It was totally by accident in that uh, it was also one of the first, it was the first March that Action Network existed. We were in uh, Vegas. We were at the Westgate. They were just figuring out how to do like, in game or like betting through their app. And so you had to like go deposit cash at the cage. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. once you had done that, you could log into the app and it was deposited into your account and you could bet in the app. So I deposited money in the cage and then I wanted to bet on Loyola against Miami and in the first round. And I put a few hundred down and uh, on Loyola, the bet didn't register. It just kept spinning. So I logged out, did it again. It kept spinning, logged out, did it again. It kept spinning. So all of a sudden (laughs) I had a substantial amount, like, you know, two, three grand on it. And then there was a loudspeaker announcement. If you're trying to bet in the app and it spins, but doesn't register, don't worry. Your bet has been ticketed. I'm like, well, fuck. Now I'm invested three times, three X, what I wanted to be on that game. And the line was too long at the cage to go void it. And so I just let it ride. And if everybody remembers, Miami and Loyola ended up winning that game because Miami like had a flukish play at the end and an out-of-bounds play. So I ended up winning the bet. And like the rest of the weekend was gravy. It was like, I'm betting. Yeah, it's the best. UMBC against Virginia, <laughs> a 16 and a one. And uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Couldn't have had more fun. Again, not 400 grand. I will tell you, my worst loss came this year, Simon, this year. And it was a game you and I believed in so hard. Colts? San Diego, Kansas City on a Sunday uh, night. Uh, no, it was Thursday night, right? I remember it being a standalone just because it made it that much worse. It was a standalone. 
And we loved, I mean, not San Diego. We loved the LA Chargers. And we went all in on them again on the spread. I loved them so much that when they were down early at, at like two and a half. When they were losing? When they were losing. Oh, I was going to say, because I remember the line got up to like seven at one point when they were down to the Chiefs. But yeah, that's. that's no, I didn't bet it because I started getting nervous. Because as the game went on, it became less and less apparent, right? They were making all these calls where Brandon Staley was like, didn't matter what it was, he was going for it on fourth down. And yeah, it awful. didn't matter how close <laughs> to the goal line they were going for it. And of course, they ended up losing that game and not covering. And it was heartbreaking. And, you know, That's that one really hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the worst part of being a pro is Chad's story right there. I can tell you every bad loss I've ever had. I can't, I can maybe only tell you about 10 great wins. That, I think that's like a human survivor instinct where it's like, you just, you remember the bad ones, not really the good ones, but that was probably one of my worst beats last year. Just cause again, if you just kicked one of those field goals, there was never going to be overtime. Like they were up, I believe 10 with like four minutes to go. And it, that was, uh, that was the meltdown of meltdowns, but Again, because of that game, though, it got me off the Chargers, which saved me a lot of money going forward. Because, like, from that point on, I was out on that team. Well, do you, was that your biggest loss of the year? I know that – No, that Colts one was. losses ever. Because the Colts was, like, a big six-figure loss. Remember the oh, Colts-Titans yeah. game? That was by far – that took me, like, three winning weeks to get that money back. Like, that was um, – that one really hurt. Because I was all in on it. I mean, I think I had – Colts went open to like two and a half, two. And then by kickoff, just from the fans of the show and like other pros, like betting with us, I mean, it might have been like minus two Colts. Like we moved at four and a half, five points, something crazy like that. And they were what up? I believe they were up 14, about to drive to go up 21 nothing. And I don't know if it was a pick or a fumble, but whatever happened, it just flipped the entire game. That was brutal. But at the same time, it was like, when really, really awful things like that happen as a better, I know it always is going to balance back out. Yeah, I was raged betting um, the next two weeks, but it worked out, luckily. Like, I was um, – I had pretty much started riding the 49ers who went on a crazy run to end the season. So, I would say they're one of the teams that definitely saved my ass last season getting money back. All right, that is it for part one. We've covered so much ground, and there is so much more to come. We will be back with part two, answering more questions, going deeper into the life habits and all that other good stuff of professional betters. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network for producer Matt Mitchell, for professional better Simon Hunter. I am Chad Billman. Download us at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, love you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.